0: sure Uh, they're a voodoo doll in this one it's a
1: very fun story. it's okay
0: they are what the witch needs them to be I guess
1: that's true I mean she does adapt her environment
0: she's very uh, she's adaptable
1: (laughs) she's adaptable Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen.
0: And I'm her little brother, William.
1: And this week we're heading back into the witch's woods to discuss Blair Witch, the 2016 movie.
0: Yes, the the conclusion to the trilogy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> weirdly. What a weird. Batch of movies.
0: Very strange. Uh, each one of them is odd in their own unique way.
1: Sure, and like the first one is is really good and singular and everything. It's it's just so strange that the movie before this in the trilogy is Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two.
0: I know uh, the the strangest like middle child.
1: It's an anomaly.
0: You know. Yeah. So this is the movie. 2016 is is the movie that tried to recapture what was so effective about the first Blair Witch movie. Mm-hmm. It was originally advertised as The Woods with the tagline, there's something evil hidden in the woods, and then they revealed that it was really Blair Witch.
1: Which is so cool. I love
0: that. At San Diego Comic-Con. People went into a screening Can of The imagine? Woods.
1: I would flip.
0: Found out it was a Blair Witch sequel, came out, and all the posters had been switched to be the Blair Witch. If so cool.
1: you're a Blair Witch boy, and that happened to you, Like yeah. you were like, oh, man, I would have been so excited
0: there are a lot of things in this movie that evoke what we now would call a requel
1: Uh, yeah yeah uh uh-huh
0: right like scream i didn't think
1: about applying that rubric to it you're absolutely right
0: scream 5 had their their whole you know grand thesis about legacy sequels bringing back some older characters but really retelling the first story yeah so it's sort of a sequel sort of a remake yeah now there are no legacy characters to bring back in this no I guess there are legacy places and stuff. Yeah, I guess you could say that. But by and large, Blair Witch 2016 almost functions, in my estimation, Mm -hmm. the way that, like, sometimes you find out, you know, I think Smile did this. Smile was, like, a big uh, popular horror movie in the last couple of years. Yeah. There was a short, independently produced horror. A horror short. A Mm -hmm. few minutes long. And then it was picked up. And it was turned into a big budget polished movie. Oh,
1: I either didn't realize that or didn't remember that. Yeah. That's cool.
0: I think that Blair Witch 2016 almost feels Mm -hmm. like they are remaking the Blair Witch Project, but just with more money, more polish, Mm -hmm. a lot more clarity, modern technology, different characters, sort of a different scenario, mostly the same.
1: Yeah, that's definitely true. I found because I've, I saw this, we saw this in theaters together, and then I think I've watched it like once since then. Okay. Um, So I didn't remember it super duper well. I remember the normal beats or whatever, but it was weird to hear characters in a movie that's somewhat modern talk about Blair Witch stuff because I'm used to it only being in the Blair Witch Project and Book of Shadows, which seems seems like almost like not real or something. Yeah. So it's strange to see an actual movie movie where it's in this world.
0: It's very weird, especially with how much we've been looking at early Blair Witch stuff, which most people would say is the good Blair Witch stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It is strange to see clear HD footage in the woods yes, talking about Ellie Kedward or as this movie refers to her Ely Kedward
1: I didn't notice that yeah
0: I think that it's Talia her character says like her name was Ely Kedward oh I wrote it down I was like that's strange but that's all part of the grand tradition of Blair Witch stuff Mm -hmm. being shaky understandings of history and lore. Yeah. Are people recalling the story of the Blair Witch correctly? Right. Right? So this character calls her Ely because she doesn't know any better. She doesn't know that it's not Ely, Mm -hmm. that it's Ellie Kedward who's believed to be the titular Blair Witch. Right. Uh, There's a lot of debate in this movie. Not a lot of debate. There's a little debate in this movie about like, did Rustin Parr bring his victims to the basement of his house or to the attic? Yeah, they mention it a few times. So they, they've tried to, to keep up with that angle too of like this, uh, there's not a firm understanding of events that have happened. Yeah, in Burkittsville, in the Black Hills Forest, in the Blair Witch lore.
1: It's almost like an urban legend. Like In their world, there's no written historical document about it that they can point to factually. It seems like it just kind of gets passed around.
0: Exactly, yes, which uh, in in many cases I would applaud. I think that there are some oddities in this movie that have only gotten stranger for me the Mm. more time has passed.
1: Have you seen this a bunch?
0: No, I, I, I think that I've... This is probably four or five, though. Mm-hmm. It's a decent amount of times. Yeah. Right? I, I definitely watched it. I probably haven't seen it in years. Yeah. I definitely watched it uh, when it came out on Blu ray. Mm-hmm. I was all over this uh, uh, when it came out. I, I like picked this up the second that the Blu ray came out. Yeah. Because I wanted to rush to the special features mm-hmm. and try to find any hidden pieces of lore. Right. This was the first time for me that, and, and I guess for anybody, that that new Blair Witch stuff had come out, and I was curious to see if there were Easter eggs and and hidden details and yeah. and, and things to theorize about.
1: Especially since there was so much, I would imagine, in the first movie. Like there were yeah. the TV specials, mm-hmm. so I can see wanting to know if there are a bunch of like extras. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: like when we talked about the Blair Witch, which episode three hundred of this show is all about the Blair Witch Project, the original. Movie and Curse of the Blair Witch, like all the early, early 1999 Blair Witch stuff is in episode 300 and 301. Yeah. And then we did a uh, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Uh, <laughs> Always hard to say. Uh, absolutely. Because
1: it's not like Blair
0: Witch 2, Book of Shadows. One of the strangest. But again, is that not just part of the it's secret perfect. of this forever? Exactly. Everything is oh backwards. Oh my God.
1: It is part of the secret of Esrever. You're absolutely right. It's backwards.
0: You'll have to go to episode... As if in a mirror. uh, Yes, exactly, Kristen. A mirror image of Mm. normality. They put the subtitle first. Uh, That's in episode 312 of Guide to the Unknown. Um, In those episodes, we talked about like each of those movies had a dossier that came with them. A book that went into tremendous detail about the characters in the movie, their backstories, their relationships to each other.
1: And they're genuinely so cool and good.
0: Yes, they they are fascinating. It's so interesting to have a movie come out and release documents about the movie. Yeah. This is the only Blair Witch movie that does not have a dossier. Right. But that's not to say that there isn't also bizarre ephemera uh, about the the characters in this world that can be found.
1: Okay, like what?
0: Uh, there's a whole ARG thing. It is uh, probably one of the shallowest ARGs I've seen. Mm-hmm. ARG being an alternate reality game. A lot of a lot of modern movies have tried to use the internet to help them market. I mean, Blair Witch Project was like yeah. the, one of the first places that ever, one of the first movies that ever used the internet for its fullest extent with a website loaded with clips and yeah, a timeline awesome. of events. It was super cool. Uh so Blair Witch 2016 sort of does their own thing, but in a far more conventional way. Mm-hmm. Where it's like there's a, a a character on Twitter who's in universe uh-huh. but is tweeting about stuff yeah. in the movie as if it really happened. Uh-huh. That kind of thing, you know? I like that. And and one of the characters in the movie, this guy Lane, mm-hmm. who is uh almost like a Blair Witch theorist kind yeah. of person. He lives in Burkittsville in Blair Witch 2016. He, that character has a blog you can go to.
1: Oh, fun. I love all that kind of stuff. I
0: love that kind of stuff. Yeah. But again, I say it's, I only say it's shallow because it's like.
1: There's just not much to it.
0: There's not much to it. Yeah. It doesn't enrich. Mm-hmm. It, it. You don't, you don't get, I mean, even a fraction of the amount of context of the, the the state of the world.
1: So it's really just that you can be like, oh, cool. They're pretending this Lane guy is real online. I can see what he's saying. It doesn't really play that much into the plot of the movie or Blair Witch lore or anything.
0: Correct. Yeah. With a couple of exceptions. Mm-hmm. One, one of my favorite white whales of, of like Blair Witch collecting uh, was released by the, this Twitter account. So the the character in the movie is Lane uh but obviously it's a fa- uh, spoilers for Blair Witch yes we're, we're gonna, we're gonna spoil, spoil Blair Witch spoil, spoil. we're gonna spo- do you recommend it yeah yeah I recommend yeah, it yeah I do mm-hmm. just fine mm-hmm. I recommend it yeah um it's a found footage movie things don't go well for the characters in it <laughs> right which is to say, nobody gets out of this movie alive.
1: Yeah, it starts with the same kind of, um, it's not literally a crawl, but the same kind of text on the screen saying that the footage that we're about to see was found. Yes. And the people who record it were not.
0: Exactly. So, while Lane might have a blog you can go to, that blog is... It predates the events right. of Blair Witch, the movie. So they can't release new posts. Right. So in the movie, they say that Lane posted a video under the YouTube channel Darknet six six six. You can find that channel. You can find that video on the internet. They contrived that Lane, I guess, was friends with another person named Dark Truth three oh one. Okay. So Dark Truth is like I miss Lane Uh (laughs) and tweeting stuff. Yeah. So that he can, he can contemporarily, Yeah. yeah. even though Lane's gone, this account can say new stuff. Right. And so something that he did was uh, this marketing account, this mm-hmm. Dark Truth 301, that supposedly is another conspiracy theorist, almost identical to Lane. Sure. Said, like, we need to an army of people to seek the truth. Mm-hmm. And you could DM the account. Ah. He would ask for your address and send you a package. Oh, awesome. It was a box stuffed with leaves and twigs. And then you open it, and there's a puzzle box with Blair Witch runes carved into it and stuff. Awesome. A lock of hair. Yeah. Don't know where that came from. Ew. A map that mm-hmm. shows that Burkittsville is near a, si- a system of roads that resemble a stick man. Fun. Which is true. Like, if oh, you really? go to Google Maps and you zoom out enough, you'll see basically a stick man and freeways besides Burkittsville.
1: That's cool. Is it the kind of thing where, like, you can make a shape out of any. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> you know how, like, they say that. Um, Washington, D.C. is like the roadways are in the shape of a pentagram or something. Oh, is that right? Yeah, 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 there, yeah. There's, But you there's can definitely... pretty much like, you could draw anything you wanted to within the roadway system. So, totally, yeah. So yeah, sure, it has that. It could also be a heart. Yeah,
0: Whatever. exactly. Yeah. It could be a spider. Right. It's just like a central thing and then roads come off of it mm-hmm. and they are mostly in the shape of a stick man, which is pretty neat. I love that. Pretty neat. Yeah. And there's a USB drive in there. Fun. Right? And the USB drive had exclusive pictures and exclusive clips. Wow. Which is, which is super neat, and I always wanted one.
1: It's amazing that they poured the resources into that for such a... Like, so few people would go that way. You know what so I mean? Yes. Few. So few. So, in doing my awesome. research
0: for this show, which, you know, I go a little too deep. Yeah. I've been archiving everything. Right. Well, this presented a challenge. Do I, Do I archive uh, a, a Twitter user? Uh-huh. So, I was going... But I was going through some of the tweets. I see... When I click on one of them, a very curious person popped up in the replies to Dark Truth 301.
1: Was it Willie himself?
0: It was me. Yeah. (laughs) It was me seven years ago saying, I'd like to join the Truth Army or whatever.
1: (laughs) May I?
0: I was, I looked at the dates from when he said like, I'm sending out packages now to Mm -hmm. when I asked for one, seven days.
1: Oh man. I
0: missed it by a week.
1: just missed it
0: and I will never have one of these stupid promotional packages that contain stuff you that's online? readily available on the internet. Sure. I still have, want it.
1: Yeah. Um, is it on, like, eBay or anything like that? I tried.
0: Yeah. I probably... Eh, did you save
1: you the know. search so that you'll get emailed if it ever pops up?
0: I did not. Okay. Um, uh, but so I, 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 I like that kind of thing, though. Oh, yeah. I love that. There, there is another bit of the ARG, which gives tremendous context for the story, Which I think would be very helpful for the movie, Mm -hmm. the plot of Blair Witch twenty sixteen, but I think I'll table that for now.
1: I'm very curious because I remember when we saw the movie and it ended, I was like, "I liked it," I don't get it, and I kind of felt the same way when I watched it yesterday.
0: Uh, Yes, Uh, there is. I so I I I watched. I prepped for the show a couple of ways. One, I just watched the movie Mm -hmm. for the first time in in a good long while. And I came away. It was very interesting. I, I remember thinking. First of all, I remember being in the theater with you, right? And when the credits rolled, I looked over at you and I gave you a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I was impressed. Yeah, yeah. I liked it quite a bit. I even like wrote a, a review online, yeah. and I, I was really into it. Mm-hmm. And then when it came out on home video on Blu-ray, I was way interested in the commentary track. Yeah. And the extras. And then I watched it again and was like, huh. Mm -hmm. something's missing yeah i don't like it as much as i did
1: it's not like great you know
0: right and it's
1: good i watched it again
0: for this show Mm -hmm. and i think i liked it less again oh really until i did my other research for that and then i really enjoyed myself
1: with the ARG stuff? Yeah. So did what you find found give you additional context that made you like it more? Yes. Oh.
0: But that's a problem for a movie. Yeah,
1: it definitely is. You like, know? It needs to independently stand on its own. And then if something else adds to it, then great. That then, just yeah, be a bonus.
0: Cherry on top. You yeah. get more and you like it more now. I do feel like Blair Witch Project stands on its own.
1: I think so. But yeah. I do
0: think it's enriched knowing the extra material.
1: Yeah. If you're somebody who likes digging into that kind of thing, then it's like, hell yeah. Yes. and but I But you can certainly like it without it.
0: And I think Blair Witch 2 is so bizarre as an individual <laughs> movie that I recommend it as just an oddity.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I think it's enriched by knowing all the weird stuff going on around it. So almost the, the same thing at the opposite end of the spectrum. Right. It's almost so bad it's good oh, in yeah. that case. Yes. Blair Witch 2016 is like, the movie's good. I think it's fine. Yeah. And I think you can watch it on its own and have a good time. hmm But I do think that it is uh, very lean. Yeah. It's just a real quick movie.
1: It is, which I do love. It's exactly an hour and a half long.
0: Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett, the, the director and writer, respectively, continually refer to it as a thrill ride. hmm And I think that's correct. Yeah. In that... A lot of stuff happens real quick. It's full of a lot of spooky wood stuff, mm-hmm. a million jump scares. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the, the finale is terrific.
1: It's bug nuts. It's
0: a terrific end of yeah. this movie. Um, but it all goes by so fast. Like, there was just so much time in Blair Witch Project of people trying to make sense of what was happening. Yeah. And you can't recapture that. No, nor should you, can't. you really try to. And they didn't
1: no, I but they I agree. didn't find
0: anything new
1: no to make
0: I, me to make my gears turn,
1: yeah, I mean, the end made my gears turn, sure. Um, but no, like they find, you know, they it does hit a lot of the same beats. Like they wake up and they find cairns outside of their tent, which are like little piles of rocks. And because they have, Right, do that. I guess... No, they don't. They don't have the context of what those are. We do, though. But they don't dwell on it. They're not like, what the hell is this? Or whatever.
0: Which anybody yeah, would in right. their in their right mind. Yeah, I'm just Except re- realizing an, that
1: as I say it out loud. Yeah. For an
0: audience, we know that right. the piles of rocks just mean bad stuff.
1: So it didn't even register
0: to me that it's They like, just oh, move on.
1: They're, yeah, so for me, it was... It was like, oh, I know that that's bad. But it seems like they're moving on from this very quickly. It almost goes by unremarked. Crazy quickly now that I remember that they don't know what that is. Yeah. So even nuttier. Do they know what stick men are? No. I don't know, though, because Lane and.
0: Lane and Talia know about the stick man. They must yeah. be known.
1: They must be. They
0: must be. So here's part of the problem, too. Uh, and this is this is the dodgy trouble of working in an established IP mm-hmm. is that whoever owns the IP has a set of rules and guidelines of what can and can't be allowed yeah. in future stories.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was evidently a requirement from the jump that certain things were going to happen. Uh-huh. We should huh. even just say what this movie's about real quick because yes. this is one of the guidelines as well. Yep. Lionsgate came to Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett in 2011 and said, we know you're working on a horror movie called You're Next. Um, that uh, is tracking well. We'd like to see what you could do with Blair Witch. They'd mm-hmm. also worked on the VHS series, which mm-hmm. is like a found footage anthology series. Right. So they're a great pick. And they, Lionsgate said to them Here are, here's where you're at with the story. Uh, Heather Donahue's brother is trying to find her. Mm-hmm. Go. <laughs> requirement. Yeah. You must include the stick men. You must include the piles of rocks. Mm-hmm. I assume it means you must include Rustin Parr's house. Yeah. And it must be found footage.
1: Huh. Okay, so that kind of shows that they feel that those are the hallmarks.
0: Those are the hallmarks. Of
1: the brand of and Blair Witch, because they're concerned right. about the brand.
0: They're concerned about the brand yeah. and making sure that it still is recognizable. Right. Um, and I suspect with some reason to suspect it that there were probably some other requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, but.
1: And your reason to sus- suspect it is because you worked on yes. the Blair Witch game. From Hunter Killer, so Will has some experience with dealing with Lionsgate and um, and yeah, what they will allow and what they won't.
0: Right, what Lionsgate says Blair Witch needs to be, mm-hmm. um, and so I see some of those things in this movie. And this is also, I think, it's w- also worth pointing out that 2016's Blair Witch movie is the start of the modern Blair Witch era, where everything is just called Blair Witch. Uh huh. This movie is called. Blair Witch. Is
1: the game called Blair Witch?
0: The 2019 video game is called Blair Witch. Huh. The Hunter Killer Lionsgate game yep. is called Blair Witch. Huh,
1: interesting.
0: With wonder... no distinction between them.
1: Yeah, that's weird. Aside
0: from a year and a genre and a I medium. I had thought
1: about that. That's yeah, strange. It's
0: strange to me. I
1: feel like you wanna whatever. We've said this before with like Scream and Halloween twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense to me, but I guess there's a reason that they don't do it, that you would distinguish each different piece of property. Right. Even if just for ease of searchability for consumers or whatever. Right. But whatever. They there must be a reason.
0: So so James is is under the belief that Heather Donahue, who is his sister, mm-hmm. he was four when she disappeared. Um, And he's not mentioned in any material, he's not in the dossier. She did not have a brother that was ever mentioned in anything before, which is fine. Yeah. And it's not implausible that she could have a four-year-old brother. Sure. Just maybe unlikely that we would never know anything about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, He is under the belief that Heather is still in the woods and alive in the woods Mm -hmm. for him to find 20 years after she went missing. How could this be? 20 years. Right. The movie kicks off And they're
1: thinking these are just like woods. They know about the legend of the Blair Witch, yeah, but they just treat it as, I mean, as you would, as just kind of like a legend, but these factual bad things happen. So they're not thinking, oh, there's some sort of like time discrepancy within the woods. Right. He's just thinking his sister is somehow living in these woods or something or captured or whatever.
0: It's it's tricky, right? So, like, one, this is what they were charged with. Mm-hmm. Make a story about Heather's brother oh, yeah, trying to find her. Well, 20 years have passed. Of course. So the movie opens with found footage. It mm-hmm. opens with first-person person video of a woman running through what appears to be Rustin Parr's house, and her reflection is caught in a mirror. Mm-hmm. And it's just blurry enough we can't make out who it is, but because she's holding an, a 90s camcorder, James goes... That's Heather. Right. She's alive. She's out there. Yeah. And this is where from minute one, the movie needed to lean so much stronger into James not using logic.
1: Right. And like just kind of
0: emotionally not accepting. Yeah. Yeah. He needed to be a character who's almost operating under this delusion of faith this hail mary that this could be possible the other characters are all kind of like well we're doing this for james but it should be far more like but it's impossible james it's been 20 years
1: i know i don't know how that doesn't go remarked upon because it's totally it's understandable like grief does all kinds of things to you absolutely factually it's ludicrous to think that she could be living in these woods still somehow Um, I think the only time that that's even sort of played with is his best friend Peter is kind of not super into the idea of them doing the documentary and they're in a bar before they even go out to do it. And I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically talking to the girl who's going to be shooting the documentary. Lisa. Who's not really in their inner circle of friends. Right. um, Basically saying like, don't make him look stupid. Like, I'm not into this because it's going to make him look foolish because it doesn't make any sense.
0: Peter, the best friend, has a line. He goes... You can come and you can film it as his friend, but don't use the footage for your documentary. Mm-hmm. Film it as his friend. Yeah, why would that ever be? What does that mean? I don't know. For his own archives, for James's own archives. This is the found footage. Anything. This is the problem with found footage. Mm-hmm. And I, I love and have used found footage. Yeah. Um, but it's so in tricky. your podcast, Blackwood. Thank you, Chrissy.
1: It's true. That's where you used it. If I was listening, I'd want to know what does that mean. You're right. Will yes. wrote a podcast called Blackwood, which was that's inspired footage, partly by it, Blair Witch. It kicks total ass. It's out there.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but so, uh, uh,
1: so the problem with fan footage is that you have to find a way for it. The to cameras make have sense to be there. That they would be there. So, so this is even where for this guy to say don't do it. But if you're going <laughs> to do it, which you have to, because
0: that's what this movie is. Go ahead and film everything. Friend. Yeah, you can film it. And we'll talk about how they film it, too. Yeah. But so this is where I think it might be advantageous for me to tell you about some of what the alternate reality game supplies. Yeah. Because it's all about this documentary. mm mm-hmm. um, If you just watch the movie, I mean, you got to give the movie you got to give it
1: you have to buy into it you have saying? to buy into yeah. it,
0: right what's what choice do you have? You're right. watching a found footage movie. They're gonna film everything.
1: you just have to give in to the fact that maybe it doesn't really make sense. We've all agreed we want it this way
0: this is the way it's got to be. Yeah. Lionsgate said so mm-hmm. uh, and so here we are. It's another found footage Blair Witch movie. um uh, the a r g has an interesting thing where Lisa the character who's in charge of filming everything. Essentially, she is the new Heather. Yeah. She, in the movie, in the movie it starts with her filming James, where he's like, I found this footage. I, th- I think it's Heather. I think she's alive. Right. And then Peter walks in and goes, what are you guys doing? And James goes, we're filming Lisa's documentary, which I'm starring in. Uh-huh. Well, the ARG gives a little more shades of gray about this. Lisa is shooting a documentary and has a Kickstarter. It's literally on Kickstarter. Uh Still now. It's archived. They haven't taken it down. Yeah. It looks as if it was a successful Kickstarter, but it's clearly, it's got to be just a whole faked thing. I'm sure. She was making a documentary called The Absence of Closure, Hmm. which is about a really interesting, nuanced, heavy topic. Yeah. People who have lost a loved one, but maybe the person just went missing or the body was never found. Mm-hmm. So you never actually get yeah. a true sense of closure. Mm-hmm. You don't know for sure, right? Like it's you hear yeah. these horror stories about parents that are just like, I wish we just knew. Like right. about a kid who went missing 30 years ago. I right. just wish we knew. It's not definitive unless you have found remains, yeah. right? To a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's a heavy topic. James is one of three subjects oh. of that documentary. Yeah. There's an update section of the Kickstarter where you can see Lisa being like, thank you so much, we're raising the money, thank you, go you, we're going to make this thing. Yeah. Oh, I just finished my interviews with this person, Mm -hmm. totally disconnected from the movie. Yeah. Just this individual who's going through this, who's suffering from an absence of closure. Yeah. And I've already filmed my stuff with my friend James, Mm -hmm. who has asked that I not disclose, you know, who...
1: Like, what his deal is. What his
0: deal is, because it's Heather Donahue from Blair Witch Project, yeah. and they're hiding that at this right. point. So th- it all concludes with her going, James just found out, stumbled across something pretty shocking about his absence of closure mm-hmm. that I think we're going to pursue. Uh huh. And the final update is like, we're pivoting the documentary. We're uh-huh. leaning more into James because this video was posted on YouTube and he believes it's his sister. Yeah. So she is. Cool. Still making that documentary in this movie. Right. And she is pivoting the documentary specifically to focus on James who might not be doing something that's all that rational. Yeah. But because he needs to believe that this is Heather because mm-hmm. he's been suffering an absence of closure.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Doesn't
0: that give a little more... A little? A, another angle of why this is needs to be... Filmed,
1: it yeah, it definitely explains more of her motivation to do this because it's not for her necessarily about actually finding Heather, yeah, it's about documenting what the absence of closure can drive this guy to.
0: I wish the movie, I wish the movie at least got into the notion or or portrayed. I want to see James suffering that absence of closure Mm -hmm. and why it's so important for him. Uh, They really needed to highlight how improbable this is, how outlandish it is that he thinks that Heather is still alive. Right. Um, But his need for that to be true yeah, so that he can finally rest.
1: Yes. Or even just like kind of underlying his tie to his sister because it's really just that we know they're brother and sister, Yeah, but we don't really... I don't know what you would do, actually, as I'm saying this, but just like it just feels very abstract. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he's like obsessed with Heather and the mystery. There's no like wall that has tons of clips everywhere. So you're like, right. this guy mm-hmm. has been like really obsessed with ha- with what happened to his sister. So, of course, he would follow this lead. Yeah. It seems like he's just a guy. Yes. who's been Living his life. And then he sees this clip. And does this completely improbably. And it
0: turns everything upside down. Yeah, I I think if the movie had utilized this mechanism of what Lisa's documentary is Mm -hmm. to start talking about some of those issues within James, I think it would set up.
1: Yeah, make it all make sense a little bit more.
0: And then by the end, there's a moment that I really like that feels... Almost unjustified in a way. When they mm-hmm. finally find Rustin Parr's house, mm-hmm. he sees someone in the window running past holding a light. Right. And he goes, that's Heather in there. Mm-hmm. I have to go in there. That's why we're out here. That's what this is all for. Right. He suddenly, in that moment, embodies this thing of like, I don't care what your, all my friends are going through. Yeah. I'm here for Heather. Right. Even if it's illogical and it's impossible that she's in there. And obviously it's dangerous to run into a, you know, house that's falling apart in the middle of a rainstorm in the middle of the woods during a paranormal event. Yeah, totally. We needed to, I think, feel him going full illogical in that moment.
1: I think so, too. It's really out of character because actually, if anything, he's like, not not that everybody else is so not together, but he's an EMT. Yeah. And so somebody hurts their foot and he's looking at it and just feels very in control. Yes. Basically, so I can see... And that could be an
0: interesting contrast too. I
1: can see an argument for saying like, well, yeah, that's that's what makes it so impactful when he all of a sudden just like runs off and is like, that's Heather. But I think, again, you just don't really feel or I didn't like this real pull from him to her. Exactly. Or him to the mystery or whatever. So it just doesn't feel totally right.
0: I think that that a key to amplifying that is through thinking about this, the point of this documentary, which is therefore the point of James's arc is trying to achieve his closure after all this time. It's in the movie, Mm -hmm. not the documentary stuff, but like some of those themes are there when you look for them. Yeah, totally. If you think about it, but the movie doesn't, it never it never it never lets you
1: It doesn't put a fine point
0: on no, it. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I
1: think that it would have been better if it did.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's just yeah. It's very go, 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 mm-hmm. go. This is also the first time in a Blair Witch movie that there have not been interviews with locals. Yeah. And I really found myself missing them.
1: Totally. I think that they're kind of using like Lane and Talia as their stand-in for that, because they are locals, but that's such a signature part of, obviously, the first one, and it's even in the second one. And I
0: love it in the second one. It's
1: great, so I wish it was in there, like, them just, like, with a camera in people's faces around the town. Absolutely. And also seeing, like, the normal part of Burkittsville, Mm -hmm. because they really only just go to Lane and Talia's house, which is, like... A mess and has like a Confederate flag on the wall yeah. and like so you're not really getting a sense of the area which you don't really need to but it's just a nice addition.
0: Yeah, there there are some or things would've... that I totally get where it's like again, Blair Witch Project did these things mm-hmm. so why do you need to do them again? The point is my point is you don't. Right. But I don't feel that a lot is added that that. Why not? Yeah, Yeah. by not doing it, and I don't, I don't. That's a lot new that gives this movie its own character. Yeah, it feels like a rushed version of Blair Witch in a way, with Mm -hmm. with a ton more scares. Yeah, which is very modern. Uh, uh, but like we just meet our friend group, look at the equipment, and we're in the woods Mm -hmm. basically. Oh, totally. And and like it's it's so. uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens was the first movie that really got dinged for being. Almost like a carbon copy of the original mm-hmm. where it's like, there's a new Death Star and everybody's basically in the same place. There's a new desert planet, just a different name. It's uh-huh. like the same but different. Here, it's like we've got new technology. We don't just have like the right. the grainy old, you know, black and white camera and the handy cam. Mm-hmm. Now we've got earpiece cameras. Right. So everybody has a camera attached to the side of their head. Yes. Which, for found footage, you might be like, "Oh, right, great. everybody's filming." and you no longer have to say, "Put down the camera." People don't think they always have the camera. Yeah. Their hands are free. Yeah, it's point of view horror. Mm-hmm. But now it's a found footage movie where you can cut between people like a regular movie. Yes, because I'm looking at you and you're looking at me. Yeah. So it's cut like a modern movie almost, yeah. except it's a little shaky.
1: Yeah, and also the people who are talking to each other are looking straight into the camera, basically. Yeah. So it's like they're always looking at you, which is kind of weird.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. I, mm-hmm. I find it to be very neither here nor there, mm-hmm. in yeah. a way. Uh, yeah. I do like that they have a big drone that they can use.
1: I do too, and they used it, I, I thought, to good effect um, during the part where Ashley is having to, like, the drone gets stuck in a tree and she sees it and is climbing up to get it. Cause this is a part where they're all desperate. Like they're lost in the woods. They did the same thing from the first movie where they're walking in a straight line. And then somehow they're back in the same spot Mm -hmm. that they were. So they're all like freaking out. And so she's climbing a tree to get it. And it was cool that whoever found all this footage down the right. drone too, because then you could see Ashley climbing the tree, and not just Ashley's POV from like her ear camera or her head yeah. camera or mm-hmm. something, just like looking at the bark.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. They do use the technology, I think, really well. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool that you can cut to a drone's feed yeah. of Ashley climbing a tree. Yeah. It's cool that they can send the drone up and be like, "I don't see any roads." Yeah, right. Indicating like, "Oh, we've been teleported to a world where it's only woods." Yes. We we are. It's almost like being on another planet when totally. you're in the witches' woods. You're just surrounded by That's wasteland, Yeah, you know? Yep. Um, but uh, there, there are definitely some, the, the earpiece camera thing, I just have a big, just feels weird to me. I don't believe in it. Uh-huh. Apparently they exist, but they look terrible. And this yeah. movie looks so clean. Yeah. I want this movie to look really grungy.
1: I know only here and there does it like it'll be like some like mud splashes a camera or something like that. But for the most part, it looks like a movie or like a low budget movie or something. It's not like super clear cameras, but like it looks good.
0: Yes. Yes. But again, this movie is more about scares Mm -hmm. than any of the folklore stuff that we usually like with Blair Witch. Yes. And so I think we've got to get to like what is particularly scary about this movie There's like a body count in this movie. Yeah. And so we'll do that. In just a moment.
1: That's right. First, we meet, need to make sure that you know about Patreon.com/GTTUpod. This is where we have a ton of extra stuff. We actually have a whole second podcast that comes out weekly called The Netherworld Dispatch. And if you sign up at the Demon level on Patreon, then you get every single episode of that. And we have other tiers that you can take a look at where you get the episodes more intermittently. But you can choose what works for you and. It's totally awesome.
0: It's super fun. Our most recent episode is episode 142, which I mean to say, if you sign up now for one of those tiers, in all likelihood, you instantly unlock dozens upon dozens of shows plus anything we do going forward
1: yeah and we'll sing in all likelihood because we have a tier where you get one episode a month a tier where you get two episodes a month or the four a month so even if you do one of those lower tiers we still have enough episodes by this point that you're getting dozens you,
0: you unlock um, i mean so much stuff yeah uh but the most recent episode we called welcome to 2024 because mm-hmm. happy new year everybody happy
1: new year um
0: uh, we did a little bit of a, a look back at 2023 some of our favorites of the year, yeah, and a little look at uh, what's coming out this year in, in horror and stuff. So go check that out. There's some
1: good sounding stuff.
0: And we are still on our road to a thousand reviews.
1: Yes, we want to get a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts because it helps people believe that the show is good.
0: We are so close, by the way. We just need like another little pop. We only Ooh. need like forty reviews. Ooh. We're so close. So this review comes to us from Devin L three 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 Devin Lee, maybe. Yeah. Perfect mix of comedy and horror. I've been a regular listener for years now. Not all of the topics uh, have always interest me, but I still enjoy listening to Will and Kristen's conversations regardless. They're always fun to listen to.
1: That's so nice. Five stars. Amazing. Thank you, Devin. Thank you for taking the time to do that. Thank you for everybody who takes the time to leave us a review wherever you happen to listen. Yes. Um, it's super
0: nice. We it greatly appreciate proof. it. We rely on it your yes. reviews your your patronage on patreon.com slash gttu pod cannot humongous. thank you enough
1: yes, thank you thank you
0: thank you um, all right let's talk about some scares okay, let's do it because there, there's there's people die and we see it now sort of
1: yeah one of them you see more than I remembered you seeing oh really yeah when um, Talia yeah. Is snapped in half. Yeah. So they wake up one morning. Uh, Talia and Lane have come with the documentary crew, pretty much against their uh, desire or whatever. But they're they like, are well, the only- ones who
0: found the footage that kicks off the events of the movie. That that right. that James washes and goes, "That's Heather in the camera." Talia and Lane found it. They are Darknet666, yep. who I was referencing earlier.
1: Yeah, and they say that um, we'll only tell you where that was shot if you take us with you because we want to go out and see the stuff too or whatever. So they're like camping with them. Um, and or actually this happens, Lane ends up disappearing and Talia...
0: There are some good gags with them in retrospect where like one morning they wake up and there's stick man hang- hanging everywhere. Right. And Lane's like, what the F? Yeah. What the... like?" Acting, you know, freaked out. What are these stick men doing? Only to find out Talia and Lane planted them all there. Yeah. For what
1: purpose? They said that they wanted the rest of them to take this seriously.
0: Peter had been making fun of them a lot, granted. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like mocking any belief in the in lore. The I agree, Peter is a pain. Peter's in the very ass.
1: annoying. That actor was on the show Dead to Me though did you watch that no it was so good he played a cop and he was great i do it's a testament to his acting that i did not like him here
0: he does have a great moment where he recalls being a kid uh during the Mm -hmm. time where everybody was searching for heather and josh and mike where he's like i remember the search parties like it's a good haunted moment of like this was serious this james's you know loss of his sister is a serious matter but he does peter make fun of memory fun of lane and talia for believing in the blair witch and stuff so
1: it's just like a grump and like doesn't want to be there
0: yeah so lane is caught as a phony faking the hauntings in the woods yeah which is why one morning it's still dark out the sun doesn't rise actually right and there are more stick men so Mm -hmm. they must be fake right
1: totally and so uh, Talia is looking there are like tons and tons and tons of them though like pretty much every direction they look they're like going far so yeah. it'd be a big undertaking and I like the detail that the stick men that they made were tied with like twine yeah. and the stick men that are there when they wake up that morning and there are loads of them seem like they're just tied with like reeds and moss or something like that they're Just like all, all natural. natural yeah and so Talia goes up to look at one She was like is this my hair? she's and...
0: got blue purple hair so it's very distinct and it's tufting out of one of the arms of a stick man blue purple hair
1: yep and so um ashley another character is like all pissed and like thinking that they're faking it again or something and she rips she grabs the stick man down that had talia's hair and she's like you know screw this we're going home or something like that and she cracks the stick man in half and talia instantly cracks in half like her body just folds backwards at the waist all the way and i remembered it as being you see that kind of like not in the crazy distance but like not super close up and they just leave it right but they don't like you do see it the way i remembered but then they pan across her on the ground with like blood coming out of her mouth and like moving still twitching and i was like oh my god
0: yeah she like slams in half yeah and collapses like instantly dead and everybody
1: just starts screaming and freaking out because this is
0: undeniable <laughs> undeniable <laughs> yeah. and the, like the tents zoom up into the sky behind them and they go sprinting I into the woods love
1: that part that's awesome like somebody is screaming i don't remember if it's lisa or ashley and you see a yellow tent behind them and then the tent just flies into the air on its own super fast and they're just like more like just screaming And it feels very honestly i think that felt really real it's so yeah. silly but like Screaming like that is what you would do. They're just like in place, like not running instantly, just like freaking out. And then they run away.
0: One of the things this movie undeniably gets right is the sound. Mm -hmm. I feel like the sound design is really eerie. This like moody, you know, dry sticks cracking and stuff. And the guttural screams. And ragged, scared breaths. Oh
1: God! I know Lisa at the end. It's like hard to listen to yeah. the way that she's breathing and just like, just like you said, it's raspy and kind of high and weak because she's just so t- totally terrified. So it's really good. Um, but so it's effective.
0: The thrill ride stuff, to. as they describe it in making the movie, I think totally is effective. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not super effective to me on multiple watchings, but is that a fault of anything?
1: I don't think so, because you just always know what's coming or whatever. Yeah,
0: exactly. I guess it's so, just it's the nature of obsessing over something. Yeah, so but I mean, think you? I think it's really fun to just watch them go like sprinting full bore yeah. into the woods as stuff is like flying around.
1: That's my favorite part. I think. Yeah, it, I, it's just so it's so fun. The stick man like just things are going nuts all of a sudden. I the like stick man
0: is like a voodoo doll, though.
1: I know. I don't know why that happens. That's not something that we. We have played with in the other movies or in the dossiers or anything. (laughs) No. However, just the shock of it is so good. I think. Yeah. Um. That I can let it go. Yeah, it's. it's, I don't know
0: what it is. I can totally go with it. I shouldn't even say
1: let it go. Like I just find it fun, even though it's like, why do they do this? Like that's not something that's happened before.
0: The stick man have always had an ambiguous purpose. What What do they mean? What are they for? In a video game, admittedly. We're jumping. We've now done shows about the movies, and we're leaping. We're leapfrogging over books and mm-hmm. comics and video games, which I I want to come back around to. Yeah, we'll come to. back to them. But uh, up, my recollection right now is that the stick figures are in one early comic shown to be something Ellie Kedward would make.
1: Oh yeah, yes.
0: Then, uh, which I think so was it's just, just her... like
1: primitive art, like yeah, a hobby, the just kind like 80s. having fun.
0: Still weird to do in the 1780s I would think. I don't
1: know. They don't have that much going on, man. They it gotta did make seem to dolls. be an
0: it did seem to be an effigy of some sort. They were mm. representational of someone who wronged her or okay. something. Um, in the vi- the 2000 video game, they're called Tawanas, T W A N A, and they are hinted that you can build other shapes too, not just a stick man. You can make this formation and it will change the configuration of the woods and allow you passage
1: yes 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 but that's yes, pretty that's video
0: right. gamey and out there so mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, I can go like with it's it it's like law in service of a fun scare sure uh it's they're a voodoo doll in this one it's a very fun it's scare. okay they are what the witch needs them to be i guess
1: that's true i mean it, she does adapt her environment
0: she's very uh she's adaptable
1: <laughs> she's adaptable
0: um uh, <laughs> it's a reference to the so dark knight rises
1: <laughs> for some reason my friend mike and i loved that part of the trailer we thought it was very funny when anne hathaway as catwoman said i'm adaptable
0: i'm adaptable <laughs>
1: it's a little campy or something
0: uh, very campy yeah um so uh all right so how about let's jump to peter peter's death okay so Peter is actually, he's technically the one who goes first, actually. Mm-hmm. He goes off on his own to pee. Yeah. And he brings his walkie-talkie with him. Yep. And then a tree kill, kills him.
1: Yeah, that's it, really. Yeah, that's
0: about it. Pretty his, much. his walkie-talkie starts to, like, fuzz out. There's mm-hmm. a lot of UFO stuff in this one, mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. Like, if the first one felt very much to me like ghosts, mm-hmm. this one feels like there might be aliens in here. Right. It's like signs mm-hmm. meets paranormal activity. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I would have... Blair
0: Witch 3. Signs meets paranormal activity.
1: <laughs> no, but there is, like, alien stuff. Like, it feels like there's, like, interference with yeah. their equipment and everything. And then the light in the house yeah. or that they're seeing from inside the house or whatever, like... People have theorized about it being like a UFO thing or something.
0: Yep. Even the idea that the sun is not rising is some weird
1: mm-hmm. time
0: dilation or missing time yeah. kind yeah. of idea. Yeah, you're right. But so Peter hears this crackly on the walkie-talkie and then hears thudding footsteps out there somewhere, mm-hmm. runs to to try to escape it, I guess. Yeah. And then a tree falls down on him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's still alive raspily breathing right and then the thudding footsteps come closer and something smashes his lens yeah that's all we see of peter yeah until the end of the movie when he reappears as like a ghost or something Mm -hmm. but uh so that one's fine yeah the the ashley quickly they yeah they do the ashley situation is way stranger yes peter's girlfriend ashley early on steps into the creek and cuts her foot oh she thinks she stepped Holy on a sharp gross. rock or a piece of broken glass or something. But throughout the movie, the wound appears to be supernatural or like something crawled into her foot.
1: I didn't even think of it as supernatural. They, they mention leeches when they're walking yeah. across the creek or whatever. And so I think a leech got in there. Borf!
0: It's not just a leech, though. It's something different. Because at some point... Uh, uh, I think it's is it. I guess Peter is looking at her wound, and it sort of bulges out, almost like a baby kicking in a mother's tummy.
1: You won't be surprised to hear I wasn't looking.
0: Oh, okay. Happened.
1: I watched it in the when we saw it in the theater. By knew it was coming and grosses me I, I didn't look.
0: Okay, and before Ashley's death, mm-hmm. we have a gross body horror thing where she rolls. Up I also didn't leg. look
1: then because I knew. All right. Yeah.
0: Something is sticking out the side of her calf. Oh. And she reaches in and pulls it out. Uh-huh. And it looks like about a twelve inch long. Oh, I, I didn't remember. I've replayed it. I know a little bit of of what the the crew behind the movie has said about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it okay. looks to me like a feather. It almost looks like she's got like a quill huh. sticking out of her leg, and she pulls it out. You can see like that blood has sort of soaked into the 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 feathered part of a quill and sort mm-hmm. of matted it down.
1: Is there feather stuff elsewhere in the Blair Witch? Universe, not to my knowledge,
0: no. Mm -hmm. But they Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard refer to it as a root. Oh, okay. And this is presumably still something that has now grown Mm. that had come in through the bottom of her foot and then grew up and out the side of her calf.
1: Oh, okay. In
0: the commentary, Simon Barrett says like that. What is happening to Ashley is different from what has happened to other victims in the woods, hmm. implying that there's some sort of a growth inside her, or a transformation turned into a tree taking place, does she just yeah. turn into a tree? i guess here's Here's part of my problem with this movie as well, yeah, is that there's so uh, part of my love of the Blair Witch is that there's always enough crazy stuff happening mm-hmm. that lets you then theorize what it might all mean, right. You know, so like Josh's backpack in the first movie gets covered in blue jelly stuff. I love that. I don't know what the blue jelly stuff is, but I can start to go, is it an ectoplasm? Right. Is it some sort of a drool is it literally blue or is he seeing like a translucent globule uh-huh. thing? Either way, it seems like he was marked by the witch somehow because he disappears.
1: And that's the mark is blue jelly.
0: I know. It's bizarre. So weird. Um, Eduardo Sanchez has later said in a QA that I did with him or an interview that I did with him that's not available anymore. Yeah. Uh, he did say to me that he regrets that. I know. <laughs> Which is very funny. <laughs> I one. like it. I like it. I'm fine yeah. with it. But in this movie, I feel like they add so many things like the blue jelly, mm-hmm. but that are so strange. And with so little context that your mind doesn't have enough, there's not enough detail about these individual things to let you feel rewarded by theorizing.
1: Yeah. Because Ashley's death
0: is totally disconnected from this thing in her foot. Yeah. The thing she pulls out of her leg, she just throws aside and nothing seems to... Come come of it. Come of it. She just climbs a tree and dies by falling. I mean, something else happens, but like it's so disconnected Yeah, that like... It's just a, a non sequitur. It's a weird event How that weird. happened. That what are you to make of it?
1: Honestly, if it was a different kind of movie, I would wonder if they were setting that up for a future movie. Bingo. Okay.
0: So I re-listened to the commentary track. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when this movie came out, I wrote a review of the commentary track because this movie has <laughs> yeah. a controversial commentary track.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Adam, uh, they they were pissed. Yeah. They recorded their commentary track two weeks after this movie opened and this movie was considered a box office disappointment. Mm -hmm. The movie cost $5 million and it would go on to make 40 plus million dollars. Right. To me, that sounds great. Totally. They spent 20 million marketing the movie. Mm -hmm. So they made $2 for every $1 they spent. Yeah. Not great. Right. In the commentary, Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett give a lot of fascinating details, but also repeatedly go like, you know, well, we ruined Blair Witch, so, you know, what do I care?
1: Or there are things where they were like, um, a lot of people have asked us if blah, blah, blah. I don't remember. They're like, well, if you really wanted to know, you should have gone see this movie on opening night. And meanwhile, I bought the
0: Blu-ray the day it came out to listen to them. I'm like, I was there.
1: I would say we did go.
0: I did go. Yeah. So I wrote a review where I basically point out, like... That it's both funny and, because it's, I, I think it was a, a fun way for them to let off some steam. Yeah. And I totally get it. I don't know why they were in a position to record a commentary after finding out how the movie had performed. Yeah. I think that was always going to be risky. Yeah. um But that's the condition that they were in. Mm-hmm. And so they constantly, throughout the commentary, will go like, should I should I mention what this thing is? And they go like, no, 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 don't don't bother. Who cares? Because yeah. no one's ever going to know. No one's ever going to find out because you're never going to get a sequel to this. Right. And I'm like, but that doesn't. You could tell me now. My thing is this. If the movie did really well Mm -hmm. in their commentary track, they still wouldn't say anything. Yeah. They were never going to tell you the answers to all these things. That's the fun of Blair Witch. It's just the means of presentation. I think for some people it went over their head Mm -hmm. to be like, well, they greedily withheld the detail. They were never going to tell you. No, it's because just they a would, funny wanna
1: save that right. for the future movie. It's just that they were, yeah, j- being jokey bitter even though they may have been feeling actual bitter.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I got the joke. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I wrote a review and Simon Barrett saw it and was like, "I think that's a pretty fair analysis."
1: Yeah, I remember that. he
0: he's deleted all those things by the way. You can see me talking to him. Uh-huh. And there's no rebuttal yeah. anymore. But he gave me interesting details about this movie. Yeah. Um so, uh all of that to say, Because they keep in the commentary going, we'll never make a sequel to this, so you're never going to know. It also paints this movie in an interesting light, where some of these ambiguous things happening to the characters and the nature of this movie being, again, big spoiler alert, a loop, Mm -hmm. a time loop, might a sequel to this have revisited some of these events from another perspective Where maybe we see Ashley pull the thing out of her leg and see what happens to it.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting idea.
0: Right? I don't think that's impossible. No. The light that they encounter in the attic that just like shoots through the boards and is like an alien spacecraft taking off. Yeah. Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard have an answer in their heads about what those things mean in all likelihood. And maybe they planned to pay that off in what at the time might have felt like an inevitable sequel. Yes. Until it opened and didn't do well.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I think the same thing. I think some of these things were meant to be sort of like planting the seed, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, for things that would happen in a sequel. And then right. you're like, oh, right, that happened here or whatever. Which but is
0: interesting. Yeah. The, I
1: love that kind of thing. I,
0: I love that kind of thing. Obviously, I don't think we're ever going to get a sequel to this movie. Yeah. But... The franchise is not going anywhere because franchises mm-hmm. never go anywhere. Right. Especially today. Yeah. And even in the 2019 video game, there's a, a something that might explain the light. Oh, what? There's a character in the 2019 video game. There's like a puzzle that's like, turn the headlights on on the car. Turn on the headlights. Mm-hmm. And it's dark. It's nighttime. When you finally turn on the headlights, the sun comes up. Oh. And it's like, oh, what? What is... Interesting. Uh Time can just all of a sudden change on a dime in the woods. Night can turn into day. Right. In the push of a button. Right. So I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah. I so. Yeah, I think that is what happens. Like when I first saw it. I mean, I'm still confused by it, but I just was like, what the hell was that? I think I also was like, is a UFO thing? Um, I think this is your theory perhaps, or I may have just read it somewhere or whatever, but, um, yeah, it was like her messing with time potentially and just kind of like things are, because things are crescendoing, even though it's a movie, it's crescendoing for us. They're kind of crescendoing for her too, in a way, because now they're all, yeah, because now they're all in the house in a central location. So like now shit is popping off for her. So for whatever reason, maybe just to screw with them or whatever, like started cycling through the day. And, like, showing a little bit of daylight but making it dark again. And it's, like, raining and, like, doing all this stuff. And right. it's kind of, like, almost, like, throwing all the elements at them. That's
0: interesting. Maybe. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, there is a case to be made that, like, the Rustin Parr house is almost, like, the center of the witch's woods. Yeah. Everything ends up there. Mm-hmm. Heather ends up there. Mike ends up there. Even, even uh, Peter who gets mm-hmm. squashed by a tree. Yeah. James peeks into a room and Peter is standing in the corner, even though we know he's dead. Is that a ghost of him? Why'd he end up in the house? Yeah, right. The map from the first movie that Michael kicked into the creek is in the house in this movie. Really? Yeah. There was a quote unquote contest somewhere. Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard said, if anyone can find where the map is Uh in the movie, we'll give you $400. Fun. Somebody found it. It's in the room where James appears to see the ghost of Heather. Ah. It's like in the debris there. Ah, Why? Cool. Why is it in there? Just for fun? Does everything end up washing into Rustin Parr's house?
1: Interesting. Is that why
0: he built the house there?
1: And so is the everything also, I'm sorry I'm so hung up on it, but is the everything also night and day? Like all all of the stuff converges. Everything
0: is happening simultaneously at Rustin Parr's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. It's interesting though. Yeah. Uh, So to to back up real quick to Ashley, Mm -hmm. we already said she climbs up to the drone. Uh, but in a blink and you'll miss it moment, she reaches out for the drone and fun misdirect. You might think her fingers are about to get chopped off by the blades of this drone or something, but no, she falls out of the tree. Mm -hmm. A hand comes in from the top of the frame and grabs her arm Mm -hmm. before she falls. And you can see because she's climbing up the tree with an earpiece camera. Yeah, yeah. You get to see that above the drone, it's just the top of a tree.
1: Yeah. So, where is this hand
0: coming from from the top of the frame that startles her and maybe pushes her down? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Which is. Wonderful.
1: I know. It's just like, what the hell is going what on is here? What is going on? And also there are, people make a lot of um, these like weird, pale, like super tall, super long limbed figures that kind of like appear everywhere. Yeah. Um, something I, I don't know if I noticed at this time or if I just didn't remember it or whatever, are all of the like lion roaring sounds oh. that are going on during, especially when they're in Rustin Parr's house. Did yeah,
0: presumably the monster. Mm-hmm. There's a there.
1: Even outside of it too, a little bit. Like just there's just as they get closer to it, there are just these like animalistic roars happening. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and yeah, are you it's sure it's so not weird. like the
0: sound of thunder and stuff? Mm, I don't think so. No, maybe it's not
1: maybe it's not outside. I might be wrong about that, but definitely yeah. there are these like animal sounding roars as they're running through Rustin Parr's
0: house. That yeah, really yeah, weird. I think it's supposed to be that that big lanky creature.
1: I guess so,
0: but because Lisa and so... James finally end up at Rustin Parr's house, he feels compelled to go inside, mm-hmm. uh, and she's staying outside until she notices this pale, nude, long-limbed monster that yeah. essentially chases her into the building. Right, which is just another means of getting everyone into the building. Mm-hmm. Got to get into the building. Yeah, you got to from shoot a franchise perspective. The movie must end at Rustin Parr's house. Yeah. It has to be the same. Yes. You understand that. It must be the same as the first movie. Yeah, totally. But within the movie, they contextualize that this monster essentially chases her in, thereby everything yeah. ends up in the house. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, th- I think it makes the most sense that it's the monster, but it seems so coming from everywhere and really? so semi-constant to there me. There
0: is a score in the movie too. Yeah. Um, it's subtle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It might be very animalistic and primally.
1: <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. But I don't know. It just felt like total chaos when they're running through the house and that there are even these like roars happening hmm. that seem just totally um like an- anachronistic wouldn't be the word because it's more time based. But just yeah, they yeah. shouldn't be there.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't quite remember. Yeah. What do you what do you make of the monster? The the nude I don't lanky know. Creature. What the hell's going on here? Is one of the most misunderstood things in any horror movie ever.
1: I don't know. What's going on with it? I mean, I know it's not the witch or anything. It's not the witch.
0: Everyone thought it was the witch. Mm -hmm. Everyone thought it was the witch and got pissed at them for showing the witch and showing that she's a big barbaric nude (laughs) long limbed monster.
1: Um. So I'm just thinking out loud as I'm saying this, you know, how we were talking about how, like, maybe Ashley would turn into a tree or something like if that thing was growing with her. Um, You know, they could be very tree-esque. <laughs> They're uh-huh. These, like, long-limbed, weird, just skinny things. So this is my talking out loud or thinking out loud idea. Like, did the witch somehow, I don't know, screw with trees and somehow animate them and turn them into her flying monkeys? Oh,
0: that's interesting. I don't know. There, there is, I, I think, the only potential, just because a movie is a movie and has its own internal logic, mm-hmm. we see something crawl into Ashley's foot. We don't see the culmination of what that would have been. And then we see a humanoid thing that looks very distended and distorted. Yeah. I I can only put two and two together and be like, she was becoming something like that. Right. I I, I don't know. It doesn't seem right, but I, there's, again, this movie doesn't give you enough to really work. Yeah. With, so what else can you do? They're just these weird things. Is it Josh?
1: Oh, yeah. Um.
0: I don't know. Is it Ellie Kedward? I forgot about this.
1: I don't know. Like, do they become less and less human? Right. From being sucked into this, like, weird portal of,
0: like, supernatural woods. Time gets stretched. Do so they do you. Get stretched? They yeah. also make a case I of, think it's a cool idea. of updating some Ellie Kedward lore to say that she was not only tied yes. to a tree, but rocks were tied to her limbs. So she's essentially oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tied that's... on a makeshift rack. So they really go out of their way yeah. to give you breadcrumbs to say that is Ellie Kedward. She's yes. stretched.
1: I remember thinking that when I first saw, in when we saw it in the theaters, like when we first saw that big thing, I was like, oh, so that's like Ellie Kedward, but like warped over time.
0: Maybe. Or something. But is Ellie Kedward the witch? Is there a witch?
1: No. No. I don't think so. There's
0: no witch. Yeah. I don't think there's a witch.
1: No. I think the witch is just this like weird... Entity that is mm-hmm. bodiless and can manipulate things. So, no.
0: Yeah. The the, 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 the the magic of the Blair Witch is there's some entity in the woods that's malevolent Yeah, and is just there to torture you. It's the you.
1: opposite of a loving, benevolent universe.
0: Yes, it is. It is a, a hellish Yeah. Uh, a entity that just <laughs> it, wants to see you tormented an and killed. It's intelligence
1: that mm-hmm. wants to, yeah, mess yeah. with you.
0: Which is not rewarding for making a million movies and stuff because you can never really get to the bottom of it.
1: But it's really cool. It's it cool in of and like, of itself. Yeah.
0: Which is why does everything need to be a franchise?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it's awesome.
0: I think it's awesome.
1: To be fair, I would also think it was awesome if there was a witch. Uh, yeah, I'd be fine I with happened, there being a witch. I happen to think that there isn't in this. I agree. I yeah.
0: happen to think that there's not, but I mm-hmm. would be fine with a witch. Yeah. I would also say this. People saw that thing in the woods. Yeah. And when it's all stretched out, I heard that Ellie Kedward was stretched on a rack. Right. And maybe she never was.
1: Right, so right. they
0: they come up with it backwards. That's true. They see a long limbed thing and then retrofit lore to justify this crazy thing. That in there. is true.
1: That's a cool idea too. Could These be. are
0: all the things that like I yeah. wish there was more spirit of debate in this movie. And evidently, yeah. there was a cut of the film or a, a, an early script where it was a lot more debate. Uh huh. But now it reads as people just sort of telling you something, mm-hmm. and then we you need to be able to go. But is that even true? Right. Which is fine, but I would love people to be more questioning what they've heard rather than just saying it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the only real debate that I... Not only, but, like, most of the debate I saw about this movie when I was poking around on Reddit in the Blair Rich subreddit yesterday is basically just, like, is it good or not? Right. Like, people aren't really... I'm sure they are in some pockets, but aren't, like, really uh, digging into the story.
0: Which is a shame, too, because I think in some ways this movie is over-designed. Mm-hmm. I think there is too much to look at and try to make sense of
1: yeah there's a lot
0: simon barrett even said the screenwriter he said that uh he thinks that there's uh, a lot that you can get out of this movie if you uh are familiar with the occult Mm -hmm. he's like said interesting nuggets Mm -hmm. where it's like i'm not familiar with the occult yeah so what am i missing Yeah, Are there reads of this movie that nobody has even shared yet? Interesting. Uh, And I think that there might be. Yeah. There are a lot of weird things going on in it. There's Mm -hmm. a whole Wizard of Oz motif, do you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they walk into the woods and there's a yellow brick road. There are literally yellow bricks stuck in the mud. Yeah. Uh, But even beyond that, when they're testing the drone at the beginning of the movie, before they even get to Burkittsville, there's a sign for like an Emerald City deli Mm -hmm. or something behind them. Yeah. It's misspelled. Yeah. Uh, They go to Lane's house and Lane has a sign that says Somewhere over the rainbow. Mm -hmm. His backpack has a lion on it. Hmm. Is James the scarecrow? Because he's sort of thoughtless in Uh his pursuit of trying to get Heather, despite how illogical it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And I guess theoretically Lisa is Dorothy. I guess so. Because she's going in. Peter could
1: kind of be the lion because he has a little bit of bite to him.
0: Well, Lane's got the lion. Okay. I went with Peter as the tin man because he makes fun of everything. He's got no heart. Yeah, but then what do you do with the rest? I don't know who Ashley is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, is is Talia a flying monkey? What do you do with it?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: They they but talk do about like it. I like
1: the little. The only things I and they're about going to were, see a witch, which right, is very exactly. cute. Yeah
0: but I also I do like the idea of like Wizard of Oz was about going to another dimension mm-hmm. that operates with its own logic and you just have to deal with it yeah and that's what Blair Witch is You're just
1: in there I'm fine with that you know what I love I I love when you see Lane again in the house and he has the beard
0: yeah I find that very satisfying he's been trapped in this time loop yeah for for who knows how long mm-hmm. he's been in here for so long he so grew... to them
1: they saw him like two days ago Right. but somehow he's grown like a full beard
0: and he's become full rust and par you have to yeah. do what she tells you he screams at yeah. Um, I, I did write in my notes, where do you think he bought the beard? It's one of the, it looks terrible. I know. I think it looks awful.
1: <laughs> it doesn't look I like it. the idea. Theoretically, yeah. very sweet.
0: Um, uh, uh, w- w- uh, I know we're going long. Mm-hmm. It was always a, a risk. <laughs> uh, we have to talk about the tunnel.
1: Oh, Yeah. They end up in the basement. Terrible.
0: They end up in the basement of Rustin Parr's house, but we find out that Rustin Parr was set up earlier in the movie, that mm-hmm. there was some sort of underground railroad, underground tunnel system. Yeah. And Lane, who's out of his mind, and <laughs> also, Rustin by Pard. The also,
1: they they say it's an underground... The Underground Railroad wasn't underground. No, no, You know no. what I mean? But they, they're they like, it's like the, an underground railroad or
0: whatever. Yeah, they, they even call that out a little bit in the movie. They're like, Do it's they? not the Underground Railroad.
1: Oh, I didn't remember. It's oh, an well, yeah.
0: underground series of passages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I know from page 19 of the original Blair Witch Project dossier. Hmm. This was... This tunnel addition is actually established in 1999.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: This is from page 19 of the dossier.
1: That's great.
0: Uh, A week into the dig, this is with the the teacher whose students found the original tapes. Mm -hmm. A week into the dig, we found some evidence indicating the cabin was used as a way station on the Underground Railroad during the Civil War. Uh The interviewer asks, what kind of evidence? The teacher... A short stretch of hidden passageway about four feet long in the basement of the house. It must have gone all the way down to the creek at one point. So cool. it's longer in this movie, but there is a, a little has been a little noticed detail in the dossier that is used in the 2016 movie That's very for cool. one of the most effective horror sequences ever.
1: Torture. All torture, the house torture. stuff I think is fantastic. I do too. That poor girl having to do that in real life. She's crawling through like
0: the tightest tunnel ever. The tunnel was carved with one inch of give around the width of her shoulders. They measured her shoulders, added one inch, and built a genuine tunnel for her to crawl through.
1: It is hard to watch.
0: Filled with dirt and water and twigs that come down from the top and... It gets
1: drip on your so head. tight. Like it starts out not quite that tight, but yeah, oh God. There's a choke. It's like almost jammed.
0: They yeah. show it in the behind the scenes. There's uh-huh. a choke and that she gets stuck and she's hyperventilating and yeah. it sounds so quiet in there. The sound is dampened because she's so underground that you only hear right. her ragged breathing. Right. And then something starts coming from behind her. Oh my God! So that's Callie Hernandez who plays Lisa doing that genuinely herself. Yeah. Evidently, there was a a, a camera person who had a panic attack trying uh-huh. to film it. Oh man! And had to be swapped out. Oh man! She did the whole thing. God. Amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. In the amazing. in the movie, I remember in the theater, I remember like my, I I, I was sitting like frozen. I was like gripping the. I couldn't wait for the, it to be over it it made me so claustrophobic yeah. to watch. Same. Outstanding. I hate to look at it. And Rustin Parr's house overall, mm-hmm. I love how it looks. Yeah. I I wish I could spend a day in there. Yeah. It's like going to the haunted mansion. I mean, t- it looks it, like shit. It looks like shit. Yeah. It seriously is like the thrill ride thing mm-hmm. they were talking about. It looks like some piece Yes. Oh, uh, it's it's obviously constructed. Yeah. But it is it, it looks at a certain point when they go up high enough. It, it looks great and very scary. So scary. It starts to look like the inside of a pirate ship. The boards uh, are yeah. all broken and soggy with water that's streaming in.
1: Oh, I also, it also kind of, sorry. It also kind of reminded me of the Britney Spears and Madonna Me Against the Music, uh, music video. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to because... watch that because I love this. <laughs> because they're they're walking through like all these like slots basically yeah. where light is coming through so when the light came through this time seeing it with knowing it's going to come and not just completely blowing my mind in the movie theater and being like what the hell yeah i was like oh it's like the me against the music video yeah,
0: d- delightful yeah. I, will, I will definitely have to go check that
1: out it's a great it's a great video it's a great song
0: what choice do i have
1: yeah <laughs> it's out of your hands
0: um all right last last thing of the the movie yeah is is Heather's ghost and the attic Mm -hmm. James runs into the house runs into a bedroom but Mm -hmm. he thinks he sees Heather running around in the house right when he runs into the room there's nobody in there yeah the door slams behind him and then in front of him in a flash of lightning is the dusty crusty shape of a woman in Mm -hmm. a knit cap and some sort of like ragged clothes now because I guess 20 years have gone by Mm -hmm. floating toward him without footsteps it's obviously a ghost yeah is it Heather?
1: I mean, they certainly want us to think that it's Heather.
0: It's not Heather Donahue. Yeah. Not Ray Hance, mm-hmm. uh, the name she now uh, goes by. Yep. Uh, it is presumably... This is weird, too, where it's like, I, I like this movie as... I, I really like this absence of closure concept that I never knew until the other day. The yeah. documentary. Mm-hmm. James, it's 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 careful what you wish for because you might get it. Right. He wants to find Heather... Bad news, dude. You found her. Yeah. And she's a dead ghost and she's flying toward you. Mm -hmm. And then we cut away. Right. Right. And when we next see him, it's after Lisa goes through all the tunnel stuff and all the lane thing and mm -hmm. and runs into the attic and James is there. Yeah. What happened between him seeing Heather's ghost and just being in the attic? I don't know. I don't know whether that was actually Heather's ghost or
1: if it's more witch messing with your mind stuff. I don't yeah,
0: know. I, I have a weird analysis of of James a little bit that I mm-hmm. think is in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Again, exactly what I just said. He he wants to find Heather and he he finds her. Right. Right. Um, but that's where it would should stop. Mm-hmm. Is, is with him finding her and then disappearing or something right. as well. Yeah. Except he continues into the attic for the finale. Mm-hmm. That's strange to me that it goes beyond that beat. Yeah. The other thing is. He is traumatized by the loss of his sister, who is only characterized to us as having been uh, dogmatically interested in making her documentary despite all the crazy stuff going on. Yeah. And he has dated and is still infatuated with Lisa, mm-hmm. who is one of her only character traits we know is she's also making a documentary. Yeah. And in a sort yeah, of lip service scene, intends to make it no matter what happens. hmm. He has he has found a Heather.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: In Lisa, mm-hmm. uh, but she's not enough. Yeah. She's not. She's not really Heather.
1: Yeah, she's yeah. So he
0: goes be. seeking the real Heather, not knowing that she's befallen a paranormal fate. He then will fall befall that paranormal fate, which I think is a, appropriate. Yeah, mm-hmm. thematically. Yeah. Um. But again, it's like all the setups and payoffs and the torture of it, and, and right. and him sacrificing like, he stops looking for Peter. Yeah. He stops worrying about Lisa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Heather's in the house. Mm-hmm. And and then you need him to and then he finds the ghost and, and now we move into the attic scene. It's just yeah. very strange rhythm. No, it is weird.
1: I don't know why that happens. I mean, it's completely guessing. It's based on zero stuff, but because the witch can sometimes imitate people's voices, like Yes, did which Heather, is another new Yeah. Did know. Heather disappear? Like the ghost of Heather's ghost Heather ghost disappears. Then does the witch talk in Heather's ghost in the at- talking Heather's voice in the attic, and it draws him up to the attic.
0: So this is uh, I've got a little interesting nugget that doesn't quite answer that yet, mm-hmm. but in in the behind the scenes, I got something interesting. Yeah, when he goes into the room and he sees the ghost of Heather, he's in that bedroom. We cut away, we do all the Lisa stuff. It's like it's like ten minutes before mm-hmm. we see him again. And he's just in the attic. Yeah, evidently, when they constructed. The rest in Parr's house set. It was in a, a number of pieces. Mm-hmm. He runs into that bedroom and the door slams shut. Yeah. Cut. They rebuilt that room mm-hmm. at another part of the set that connects directly to the attic. Oh, okay. What's happening in the movie that no one can see mm-hmm. because it's filmed with this first person found footage that's so dark and and so fast moving. Yeah. He goes into that bedroom, sees the ghost of Heather, the door slams shut, whatever. Mm -hmm. He opens the door and Lisa's there and he's in the attic. The room he's in, the door now opens to the attic, even though that's impossible.
1: May as well.
0: Which is a neat idea. Yeah. But because the movie...
1: It's not made clear.
0: It's not made clear. Yeah. But he literally, for him... It's been one second since we last saw him. Okay. The movie almost makes that's it feel cool. like he must have been doing something for the last 10 minutes while Lisa did the tunnel. And did, that's right. all happening simultaneously. Right. He right. goes into the room and now magically he steps out of the room into the attic with Lisa.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Which is interesting, but again, yeah. it's so hard to read in the movie. I literally right. had to watch the behind the scenes about how they made the house yeah. to get that at all.
1: Yeah, that and that's not the kind of... Um, you know extra footage that you kind of want in a way like it's it's fun to have things that feel like additions but not that like now the movie makes sense
0: yes yeah again a million cool ideas with not enough context to ever make you feel satisfied
1: yeah yeah
0: they just feel like a million cool ideas that are unexplored unless you go searching right um but so now they're in the attic Mm -hmm. suddenly james says we have to face the corner yeah because if you look at the witch you'll it'll kill you. Lane set this up earlier that, that Rustin right. Parr put the kids in the corner. yes if you look at the witch, you die of fright. Mm-hmm. so now James is saying we must do this because and he's right. yeah because now this big lanky creature uh, sound design wise we know it must it's in the room mm-hmm. but it's not attacking this them like because creaking. they're not looking at it. yeah until James does the I'm sorry mm-hmm. thing that Heather did yeah, and then weirdly goes. Heather? Yeah. Is it really you? And almost in a state of shock, because apparently he heard. we didn't hear anything. Right. But he seems to have heard Heather's voice. He turns to look, and he's yoinked. Yeah. The witch or the creature or whatever mimicked Heather's voice? Yeah. But only yeah. psychically in his head? I don't know. Because we, we don't tell, hear it.
1: We don't. Could we tell that Lisa can hear it or not?
0: No, because she even goes like, what are you talking about?
1: Oh, okay, I didn't remember.
0: And he gets the yoink.
1: Yeah. So also that I forgot that he's like surprised to hear her at that point. So my idea about him like going to the attic because it's already been debunked, but because he heard Heather could not be because he's surprised later. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Strange. Maybe maybe it is just psychically into his head.
0: And he dies in an almost unceremonious way because he just disappears from the movie hmm again maybe yeah, it's just
1: like off camera
0: maybe there was a, a plan for a future sequel where he's not dead or something you know what i mean but, but like maybe
1: i i almost like that in a sort of like end of movie drew barrymore in the beginning of scream sort of way like you wouldn't expect for your main character right. to just be unceremoniously gone all yes. of a sudden yes so I actually kind of like that.
0: Because he does feel like he's supposed to be the main character. Yeah. Until all of a sudden we're like, whoa, we're just with Lisa now. Totally. And yeah. then Lisa does something that I like. Mm-hmm. She turns the camcorder, the old 90s-esque camcorder, which yeah. I'm not sure if it's Heather's or if it's just stylistically similar. She turns the viewfinder. Good question. I assumed it was just hers. But... I wanted to be Heather's. Yeah,
1: I know. I don't, I don't think, think that makes enough. sense. I think you something. can see
0: Heather's camera yeah. in the basement or something. You can. But time loops. True. Oh. Yeah, true. She turns the viewfinder so she can see her own face and film over her shoulder Yeah. so it's... that she's technically not looking at the monster. Yeah. And she can navigate her way backwards through the room.
1: Yeah, that's like weird like kind of fairy tale logic
0: or something, which I'm f- I'm fine with.
1: Yeah, I am too. I think it's it's funny. It's such a technicality, yeah. you know, like
0: I'm not looking at you, I'm looking at a reflection of you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> right. it's so
1: weird that that would still be effective. And yeah, it seems like it's it not,
0: maybe. Well, she does hear James's voice. Oh, that's right. That's right. Repeat, yes. I'm so sorry, that's which right. I think is literally the audio from him apologizing earlier, implying that the ghost can only like...
1: Like take snippets of existing sound.
0: It's like the Predator. You ever see the Predator movies?
1: I think I've seen the first one, but I know this. It's yeah. like
0: like Schwarzenegger will say like, you are one ugly mother fudger. Uh-huh. And then later the Predator will say, you are one ugly mother fudger so it's like it, it can yeah. only say exactly what it's heard before right it's weird yeah but so you hear james's voice and heather and, and lisa does the same thing like james mm-hmm. so in shock that she looks over to the side is yoinked the camera yeah. falls and then eventually smashed to black so They're also interesting
1: that we hear james's voice we do as hear well james, right. when we didn't hear heather's yes what does it mean what
0: does it mean what does it mean what does it mean we may never know because again so. they're they're not gonna make a sequel to this literally yeah. will somebody pick up on these threads in a future movie i mean you never know for they... now we leave the blair witch movies yeah this is the last That's blair it. witch movie as of the beginning of 2024 mm-hmm. now the 25th anniversary is coming up yep um. Uh. I can't believe we didn't say this earlier. I know this is weird. Yeah. I'll say this at the end of the show now, because you know we'll repeat we'll say it exactly. We'll repeat it throughout the year. It's so early. Mm-hmm. Um. In October this past year, I went to a screening of the Blair Witch Project in Burkittsville. Yeah. Uh. Put on uh by the town, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh. The mayor Michael J. Robinson uh, uh managed to pull it off. Eduardo Sanchez was there. Uh. A bunch of people from the movie were there, yeah. including somebody who's not from the movies. Judd Shepard, mm-hmm. who uh, is the screenwriter of Hosts, I mean, a, a really talented filmmaker, yeah. and uh, has been very vocal about wanting and, and pitching a new Blair Witch. Yeah. Is that what we're looking at in the future? I don't know. I, maybe. Will we find out more throughout the year? Yeah, I hope so. What I can say now is that there is going to be another screening this year mm-hmm. in Burkittsville, Uh, It's going to be the 25th anniversary of the Blair Witch Project in Burkittsville on September 14th. We are going. Yeah. And we are doing a live show there. Yeah. And it's going to be all about the Blair Witch. Yeah. Uh, So uh, come on down. I'll have a link in the Mm -hmm. show notes if you want to check that out. It's on Eventbrite if you want to just search for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if last year was any indication, I would assume that we're going to see other folks from the the film. I would assume Eduardo Sanchez is going to be there. Yeah. It's so early in the year, who knows? Yeah. But we're going to be performing yeah. at an official 25th anniversary screening of the Blair Witch Project in Burkittsville.
1: I know. I'm really, really looking it's pretty forward cool. to it. Yeah, it's really cool.
0: So so uh, uh, if you're in the area, if you have a mind, come yeah. join us. it'll It'll be fun totally i had a blast last time we'll have a blast this time yeah i'm excited to go um but uh yeah we're, we're done with the movies for now
1: but we're gonna dig back into like comics and video games and i don't know if we have any dossier yeah we didn't go over dossier for book of shadows yeah um, i know and whatever we'll figure Toys. It out. We're, we're gonna look at all the extras
0: there are a lot basically. of of like short uh specials like Mm -hmm. tv specials and and vhs specials that were made
1: yeah yeah yeah. so here and there during 2024 we are going to be talking about all that so it's not the end of our journey with the blair witch as a whole
0: yep and my hope is that and you know there's a lot of time to go my hope is that in burkittsville we can present to people some of the the most obscure or strangest bits of lore that we've uncovered stuff like that yeah which i I think will be a lot of fun so again check the link in the show notes or just search it i'm sure you can find it yeah uh, but Blair Witch Project in Burkittsville, mm-hmm. September 14th, 2024, 25th anniversary. Yeah. Super cool. Awesome. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it for us, yes. uh, for right now, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Consider going to patreon.com slash pod if you want to support the show. Mm-hmm. If you want to get access to the Netherworld Dispatch, our, our secret podcast that only exists on Patreon, yep. pick a tier that fits you. I'm sure you'll find one that's the right size. hmm Demon tier gets all. Yeah, and uh, follow at GTTUpod pod on social media. You, I'm at chillin Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler. None of my Blair Witch writing is online as of this uh, uh, recording. That's right. Maybe I'll start releasing little articles on the website, mm-hmm. gttupod.com. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, thank you all so, so much. Hope you enjoyed the show. Yes. Uh, believe it or not, there's still more that I didn't even talk about, but come on. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see you next time, everybody. But until our next time comes, we must travel.
1: Back to the netherworlds. Go away.
0: Back to the witch's woods. To the wood. To the wood. <laughs> With Ely Kedward. Oh, Ely. I sound like B- Super Dave. Elio. I do sound, do sound like, like Super, Super Dave Osborne. Yeah, you do. Here's what you do. <laughs> you go on the show. You've got a pompadour. You don't say a word for five minutes. That's what he said to. That's what he said to Norm Macdonald about going on to talk show. Yay. <laughs> 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 there was a there was a VR game I found for this movie.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. How was that?
0: Uh, it wasn't really a VR game. It was. It, it's very weird. Uh-huh. You can find it on YouTube. One person recorded it out of <laughs> anyone on the planet. Okay. There was a game, a mobile game called Sisters. Mm. And they released essentially a trailer for this movie in front of it. Oh. But it's a 3D model of Rustin Parr's house. And it's like a 90 second little experience. Watch it with a headset, look around, and then a monster grabs you.
1: Oh, okay. Weird.
0: Collected that too
1: not I've got, the, you. I've got
0: the video and i'm gonna find the apk What's i'm gonna that? have everything that's the like digital file that an android phone oh. uses to, to load an app
1: wait are you getting everything for like ios and android
0: i'm just getting everything yeah everything Blair which i can get my hands on great i'm too far now to stop yeah right i may as well just see it through yeah <clears throat> keep it going yeah